This episode of Brought Back Home aired originally on the CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario on July 30th, 2020. Due to our licensing and permission restrictions, we have not been able to rebroadcast the full episode without some edits. Some music was taken out that was airing in the original episode and has been replaced with music that we here on the show have made ourselves. With the exception of Hinterwood's single Flamingo, which is featured at the end of the show. So with that being said, enjoy episode four of Brought Back Home. You're listening to Brought Back Home on CFRC 101.9 FM, bringing local arts and local music back to you. I'm your host, Matt Muto, local music producer and musician. And today, I'm very excited to say we have local band Willy Nilly joining us in the studio for an interview and session. And we'll preview a new song and maybe some old local favorites from local bands. Welcome back to CFRC 101.9 FM. I'm Matt Muto in here on the show Brought Back Home. And today we have local band Willy Nilly, two members of the group here, playing an unplugged session and giving us an interview. What's up, guys? How's it going? Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming in. I'm glad you guys made it. I know, uh, Owen, you had to make a bit of a trip down to get in the studio today. Oh, yeah. uh, Got a little uh, reprieve from my unair-conditioned home for the last couple (laughs) of days. It was kind of nice. But uh, I'm glad you made the trip back for to join sure, us here sure. today. For sure. I know you guys have been working hard the last couple months trying to get your catalog arranged for touring when everything is back open again. Um, so we were talking a little bit before I hit the record button for the show today. And we are talking how you guys are working on a new EP. Yeah, we've been... Uh, I mean, it's all... Well, where we were at basically before quarantine hit, we were working on like a debut album um and then i I mean when when we got locked inside like i just i started writing a lot because i didn't have anything else to do um and so like it just kind of felt uh stuff that i was writing like more relevant to what's going on uh in today's day and age basically um so we've kind of decided to put the uh, the album on the back burner a little bit right now um and then hopefully as we get closer to actually like touring and stuff, we can be looking into like releasing a full album. Um, and then, yeah, so we're looking five song EP and the intended date right now, I'm not locking it down a hundred percent, but most likely October 16th, we're looking at, uh, dropping that. 
Sweet. Yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah, uh, looking forward I to talked it. to uh, John uh, Sanfilippo, who I was just, we were talking earlier before the show, that he hosts the Kingston Live podcast. And we were discussing the fact that there's so much local talent here. We talked about you guys, of course, but uh, there's just so much stuff. We talked about James uh, Mulvale. I don't know if you guys are familiar with his stuff. His uh, The artist alias is Fast Fast. He does multi-tonal hip hop. Oh, okay. It's uh, pretty experimental, mm-hmm. but he has a couple of tracks that are like super radio friendly and yeah. really, really creative. But yeah, lately there's just, it seems like there's been so much music. I sound like a broken record because I've talked about this on past episodes, but there's so much music coming out from local artists here in Kingston the last couple of months, despite the pandemic, you know, people are still working hard, feeling inspired. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, like, I'm glad that I kind of got that way. I know not everyone uh, got inspired by like, it's it's not, uh, I think it's reasonable that people didn't get inspired by like some, some of the most stressful times uh, that we faced in our modern lives. But uh I mean, I don't know. For me, I just like I I'm I'm in my my own head a whole lot, and especially when I'm sitting in my room alone for weeks at a time, it's uh, there's uh, not a whole lot else to do but uh, write music. But yeah, it's been nice to see. I mean, like I've I've seen I know even our buddy like Peter that used to play with us uh, with Future Free. Like he's been dropping stuff every week. He's been working. Yeah, really hard. <laughs> I think uh, he told me. I mean, he's he's got a lot. It's helping him clear out his queue of unfinished songs too in Logic, basically. So it's just uh it's a good time for housekeeping and everything but um yeah i mean it's like it's definitely if you can take advantage of the time it's uh it's it's kind of nice because obviously for a lot of us musicians like we're working kind of crappy jobs around town at fast food places or whatever it may be so uh I know it's, uh, I mean, as lucky as we are to be working, it's kind of nice to uh, almost feel like you're getting paid to be a musician for <laughs> the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a way for sure. And yeah. you guys have been trying to work on the monetization aspect of being indoors with some live streams. Yeah, yeah. trying the, the live streams. Is, it, it, it's sort of a, an entirely different ball game, I think. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it's something that we've had to adapt to just because that's, kind of the only thing we got going for us right now seriously um but like i mean it, it's one of those things where if, if you weren't ready kind of before the pandemic hit to like do live streams it's, it's very hard to get into i mean there's so many things to troubleshoot about it it's it's crazy we're literally figure like we figure yeah. things out like every time we stream like i mean last week our stream <laughs> just cut out for the last like two minutes still not really sure what happened there but you know hopefully one day but max has been able to like set us up with a I mean, a pretty solid sound for the stream every time. Um, so we've been happy with like what we've been able to put through. But uh, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, Twitch is, uh, the music community isn't huge on it. But like I mentioned like earlier, I mean, Logic just signed a multi-million dollar deal uh, to move over to Twitch. So, Which like, is pretty wild. Yeah, I don't, it's weird times. But I mean, I guess like he's kind of like as a U.S. citizen, especially like he's reading the writing on the wall that like. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping we get back to shows like next summer, but USA is uh, like, they're just looking to not implode right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, so it could be like, there could be some potential for growth on Twitch there. Um, it's, it's definitely difficult trying to uh, get it out to people, but I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's we're kind of just looking at it as we're jamming in a room and there might be some people watching in their living room. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much what I've seen too. Like, yeah. uh, not only on the Twitch platform, but other live streaming platforms. Yeah, you, you know, people are writing or practicing, and they figure, why not try to get some extra content out of this? For and, sure, yeah. maybe it monetize is, it. Yeah, it's it's strange though, because I mean, like, you do like as much as you are trying to like 
like you want to jam and work on stuff but you also don't want to like look like (laughs) you know like it's you want to still like try and make it a bit of a performance and interact with people and so it's so it's difficult so like we're, we're trying to find the balance it's very new to us but um yeah like we're hoping it can uh kind of introduce our stuff to new people really like the I'm like, I feel like we're a long way from uh, monetizing on Twitch for sure. But I mean, just even if it introduces us to people that wouldn't be listening to us uh, by word of mouth or whatever, I mean, any anything's good. <laughs> totally. So you guys, for, I forgive my listeners who might not you know, care about the more nerdy aspect of right. streaming or recording or whatever. But basically, are you running, you're recording what is being monitored through uh, Logic Pro mm-hmm. and then yeah. streaming that? It's a very sort of niche setup. I mean, I've spent plenty like sleepless nights just trying to figure this stuff out because it, it's like it's such a interesting thing that like I don't think a lot of people do. So there's not a lot of help online. Um, but yeah, like we're basically I've got like a like an eight or ten channel interface that we all just kind of plug into. We each have like our own mix, and then we're sending that interface into a mix in Logic, taking that Logic output and putting it into OBS, and that's how we get the stream out there. The only problem with that, which is what we've been running into, is simply just like computer power. Because yeah. I mean, having all those crazy programs open at once, like my You're computer's like, running at it's chugging probably max potential. Like I, we actually we have a a giant fan situated on the desk, nice. just blowing on the computer yeah. to keep it from exploding. It's crazy. That computer has seen has it's worked a lot harder than I think it has in its entire lifetime oh, in yeah. this <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah, but we're, I mean, it's it's worked for us. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I mean, like you guys said, if you can expose your music to a couple other people, it's one way that, you know, marketing online has kind of shaped itself over the years. Yeah. Um, we've seen, again, I'm going to be a broken record here. I talked about this a million times and I'll keep talking about it. <laughs> but the Isabel Bader Center has done a really, really bang up job with their live mix Um for their summer festival series. Mm. So I think it's it's definitely doable. And obviously they have the benefit of working with a lot of like nice equipment in a beautiful sounding room. Yeah, experienced so engineers too. That too, <laughs> makes it a little bit easier. But basement musicians are more than capable of making a decent sounding oh, yeah. live stream. It shows it's possible, yeah. And I mean, yeah, you don't need to, you don't need quite that, like the, uh, theater hall concert hall sound of the isabel like it's i mean we're not going to attain that in my living room like it's uh but as long as i mean i think uh gotta definitely sometimes i think the hardest thing is when we're in between songs and like talking to each other like realizing that like there might be other people there watching (laughs) us and we're just like shooting the like nobody's hearing anything we're saying so sometimes like we we've even like forgotten that we were live streaming like we we do our (laughs) our our practice little performance or whatever and then we you know grab a couple brews and sit on the couch we're like oh we're still streaming (laughs) (laughs) the nice thing about working in it with like a virtual mixer which is essentially what most software for mixing music is yeah is that you can kind of emulate different spaces as well as you guys very likely know with reverb and stuff different plugins but if you're if the recording itself isn't you know ideal there's only so much you can do to only polish a turd so much common saying in this industry (laughs) Uh, so you guys brought some instruments in with you today and you brought your vocal cords so do you guys want to rip into your first song yeah let's, let's get it, it. i All mean right. this is going to be uh we mentioned the ep uh this is going to be the first single uh it's called mystery meets and we're aiming to drop it on september 4th we actually just wrote this one last week and it wasn't initially going to be on the ep but 
kind of like it a lot so we're gonna slide it in there oh yeah that's actually uh, an interesting little thing just before we start is that like we've been writing songs on live stream with like audience input and this is the song that we did last week yeah. during that so the audience input part hasn't been very active since we're getting <laughs> like seven streamers and one of them's my mom normally so but you know we're getting there all right well let's hear some mystery meat all right let's get it Starting to bring you down when it's alright, you got me. We only smile when the kids come round. It's been months and we lost count of weeks. Half the battle's trying to pay the rent, living on mystery meets. So let her on until the gas is gone, until we finally feel some heat. Whoa, whoa, take it easy on me. Whoa, whoa, mom, Miss Rose Street. I wash both hands and I've been keeping them clean So I got no choice to jump in for feet Stuff with fits into a beat up car I pay way too much to fix I was thinking at the time that I'd be dead or rich by 26 that he's got, open one of them will stick Another year getting kicked around, you'll be as cynical as this Whoa, whoa, take it easy on me Whoa, whoa, my miserable street and I wash both hands and I've been keeping them clean So I got no choice, just jump in both feet Open that still open love My is getting old Waiting to fall I know some days I tend to bring us down But I'm just trying to take the reins Cause I've gone deeper than I want to go And I've sworn I won't go back again Cause I'm just trying to use the goddamn time For so long I have complained If I don't make it out in better shape Then I must not be worth my name Whoa, whoa, take it easy on me Whoa, whoa, my miserable street I wash both hands and I've been keeping clean Cause I got no choice that was a great performance guys uh really excited to hear that new material i'm happy to hear it on uh the show and i'm looking forward to it coming on a record soon yeah thank, thank you thank you we're uh, definitely looking forward to putting it out we've uh i'd say it's like 50 percent done right now so hopefully this weekend ish we'll be uh have that mix done and be right on track when you're self-producing it's it's so much work and it's really hard to not be a perfectionist yeah yeah and like that's the thing like i'm i am trying to be more um i think i'm like getting more okay with like 
if if the songs aren't like totally perfect at one point like i feel like we can we can take them we can release them and like i think more artists should be willing to like go back and like revisit your songs like later on with like fresh ideas because i mean it still is like i think for for me it's more like I'm, i'm attached to like the words that i'm writing um you never know like you might have new production ideas five years down the road or whatever so i think it's uh always interesting to go back and take a look at that but yeah right i mean we're just we're doing what we can with it right now and yeah the biggest but definitely it is like hard to say that point where it's like good enough (laughs) with the kind of independent music boom that's been still going since 2010 roughly Mm. you've heard actually i know plenty of artists that have recorded their own stuff initially and then as they work more and more they play more shows and they're starting to get a bit of a following they can afford or even get a grant for a decent album. Yeah, or if, I mean, if a label picks you up, like, they'll totally. typically, like, if you've got EPs already, they're going to be like, that song sucks, that song sucks, these three put on the album, and then <laughs> yeah. write some other It's crap. nice to have, like, sometimes it's it's a bit harsh and blunt, but it's nice to have an objective perspective. Yeah, it is. Right? It's good to have, like, I don't, that's the, that's the problem. Like, I always feel like that. I mean, when I ask people what they think of the music and like, everyone's like, it's good, it's great, man. I'm like, <laughs> is it politeness <laughs> is it, coming yeah. out of there? Like, sometimes I just want someone to be like, this is sh- but yeah you guys are pretty uh well connected with a couple other acts max here is also in hinterwood who we'll have on the show in a future episode that's right and uh just the whole scene here has been working really hard but it hasn't been i was talking with a, a local podcast host today and we were talking about how when we're in ottawa and toronto talking to people everyone says about talks about how competitive everything is but here it just it feels like everyone's ready to build each other up and just like challenge each other and make the best music that they can yeah i think um i mean like i'm i'm really new to it honestly like i've i've only been in kingston for just about two years now um and like the band we only started like like our first gig was july 4th last year and then max joined in like september october um so it's like i'm I'm still kind of like getting into that music scene um but it definitely like it feels like less intimidating than i would say like a place like toronto obviously and like you just get less of a pretentious vibe i think from a lot of people <laughs> i think in the most like black and white term possible like kingston's just not the kind of place that you could be like a selfish musician yeah, it's in. too small it's, like, of a town yeah. i mean yeah and then, plus thing. like i mean everyone's amazing so like why would you want to be yeah. selfish but like like people have different connections in like different areas of the city and i think like probably between like all the kind of like bands that do a lot of sort of local shows and whatnot like everybody's everybody knows at least someone else and like we're all only kind of like a few levels of like removal from each other and yeah no it, it's great because like everyone has their own sort of audience base and everything and you do like a you know a co-headline or whatever and you can bring out a crap ton of people that you wouldn't be able to any other way and uh is, is kingston's just great for kind of building it up so that you can move to a place like like toronto or ottawa if you want to sort of you know go for the gold and and get yourself in a bigger audience with like a much larger city like kingston is the place to start there i right. think yeah. and if even if you don't want to move there necessarily and you want to build the scene up here it's not that far to yeah to go play it is in a good shows. spot like the smack dab in the middle of toronto and montreal like yeah. it's a pretty good spot for that like y- even ottawa is not that far no there. really like, yeah. playing at the house of targ is a blast we haven't been i like we were really trying to uh book some stuff in ottawa like our last gig was actually at algonquin before all this shut down and like that went really well and like uh a lady that was like a i i don't know what her role was with algonquin but i guess she plans like a lot of events and stuff like came up to us like specifically and was like yeah we'd like to get you to do this stuff and then 
boom COVID. So it was like, right as we were like, it was like, we had like three good shows in a row that like seemed to start like opening up some opportunities and it was just like everything like slammed down. But I'm just, uh, I'm just basically just going to email her and be like, Hey, we still exist. So whenever you're allowed to invite <laughs> people to stuff again, please bring us it, for the month of April. We had like, like five or six shows planned, which yeah. was, we it, were going to do it, horseshoe. That was going to be exciting. That, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, most of them, if not all of them were like out, out of town, which yeah. was like, you know, just looking at that sort of as a as a fact is like a really big step for us. For you know, sure, we started yeah. as a Kingston band, have like Peterborough uh, randomly. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. saw that. I like saw a, that. a couple of shows in like the span of a few months, and then all of a sudden, like you you kind of hit like a groove, and then you have a show like multiple week, times yeah, a yeah. week in like different places. Like it, it felt awesome, but then you know, COVID stopped all of it yeah. yeah so that's why it's nice to do this stuff to uh remind people that we still exist because uh like i said I'm, I'm new to the that's definitely been the biggest challenge for me is like being not from here and uh not like an active musician before this is like people just being like who the hell are you <laughs> kind of thing so we're getting there <laughs> yeah you guys are definitely working hard but you know there's only so much you can do right now yeah. and i think you guys are doing everything you can do. i mean luckily like we do like with phase three coming like we are getting to play some shows locally coming up um i don't exactly know what they're going to be like uh we've got uh august 7th we're doing music i believe the setup is that we're upstairs and they live stream it onto a screen on the yeah, patio there's two there's two setups i think they're doing they're doing some performances in the uh the patio section okay. in the back there and I do, but they've also talked about you yeah, know, doing a that's mix what they mentioned to us. Downstairs. Yeah, initially, like they they mentioned that to us, but that was also before phase three. Yeah, yeah, who knows? We'll see, but we'll go with whatever. It's just gonna be nice to be able to play in a real place again. And then uh, we've got Gan Brewing on uh, the fifteenth, which oh, is oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be out on the patio, and I used to work there for a bit, so get to pick up some uh, some IPA again. That'll be fun. <laughs> so, you guys are. We have Max and Owen here today. We have a couple people missing as well. Yeah. Uh, so our drummer, Devin Pierce, he's actually in another band called The Backsteps. Uh, they just released an album as well. Um, they're more GAN-based. Uh, and then Riley Donnelly, who uh, probably, see, I don't think he's played too much around town. Uh, he's kind of backed off like his, his own original music a little bit. Uh, he's a country musician, um, but he plays bass for us. And uh, you've probably seen him around taking pictures at uh, concerts and stuff. He's a really good photographer. So yeah, that, that's the thing with Riley. He's a really good, like sort of multimedia artist. He does like a lot of like photography and cinematography and all that stuff. And so like like music, like he's a phenomenal musician, which mm -hmm. is why like he's playing bass with us. But even like he he's he did a photo shoot with us where he was also in it so like just setting up yeah. shots and then <laughs> going into it because he's just he's super talented so. yeah and it is it's awkward yeah. that way too because like i mean he's he's like mentioned like doing some videos uh, and stuff with us too and like pictures and like i obviously love to have him do it because he's like great at it and like i mean i'll buy him beer and stuff but it's nice to not have to pay the uh, super professional like photographer <laughs> price <laughs> it helps out in the beginning all yeah and <laughs> it's like but also it's like we'd like like he is in the band it'd be nice to have him like in these things as well but it's kind of hard to like i don't know if you just like in the middle of a shoot like be like hi i'm also here as well <laughs> <laughs> And it's, I know you mentioned he's, uh, his primary genre, put mm. air quotes around that because genre is What's a genre, yeah. yeah. But just having a, like a country, a different perspective than yeah, exactly. either of you guys is super, super valuable. Yeah. And, it's, and I think like, 
honestly, like uh, from a songwriting perspective, like I've started more. Like I used to hate country, like because everything I heard was like Florida Georgia Line, like what's coming on the radio. Mm-hmm. And then when I was up north, like I was actually like the station I was working at was like an old school country station. So I was like, I gotta find songs that I like and like artists that I like, or I'm gonna blow my brains out in three months here. And so like I started to like really dig into like more like the outlaw and like singer songwritery country, and like that's more the direction where Riley leans anyways so it's like it's not like he's he's bringing like something that's like from a completely different planet into the mix either so it definitely fits in well that's awesome yeah it's nice to hear especially because you oh and I know you said that you aren't super familiar with the music scene here but there is a lot of really talented like bluegrass bands yeah and i haven't heard that too much of that but i'd like like that's that's something else i was gonna say is like i haven't heard go find it right now legitimately yeah exactly like now that i'm motivated to do it is like there's nothing to do (laughs) but yeah it's like I've, i've definitely like when we've been around at shows or even when we've played it's like we haven't played with a lot of bands or seen a lot of bands that like sound anything like us at all and like so that's uh that's been the weird part it's like so if we can find more bands that are like stylistically a fit with us that'd be dope but uh, oh, that's that's a funny story. We actually we did this like um, songwriting thing for it, it was sort of like a contest, but it was it was like a specifically country music. It's like a country songwriting contest, and <laughs> it, it was live streamed. It was like, like sort of at the start of like like stage two, kind of of, of the whole COVID thing. And uh, so we we were set up in in Owen's living room, and we just had like this live stream going, and then they were judging us on the other side of the computer. Um, and at the end of it, the judges were kind of a little baffled after we played. They're like, uh, you know, what a, a bit of an interesting style. We don't know if it's right for the competition, yeah. but okay, I nonetheless. Love the, word, yeah. the ultimate backhanded compliment, unique. So yeah. unique, yeah, guys. Yeah. They don't want to say anything else. Just so unique. Not so, sure it's a fit. So I guess that's sort of confirmation that we're not countries. Yeah. That, uh, I'm I mean, surprised I, they didn't go for the American Idol angle and just yeah. rip into you know, Simon Cowell yeah, style. Yeah, seriously. Um, but like... I, I mean, I literally told her uh, going into it, I was like, I'm going to tell you straight up, like, we are not a country band. Like, I would say folk. And I was like, we'll play some country songs. But like, I mean, they were they were forewarned, but we uh, we didn't make many uh, fans in the country community that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. There's definitely some cross pollination. Yeah, there. a couple sure people said, many, yeah. great job. One one lady told us we sucked, though. That's nice. Our that, that was team. our first hate mail kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. One just comment that said, you guys middle, suck. You guys suck. Just a middle-aged woman. Huge milestone. That's beautiful. Loved it. You need to get <laughs> there. so beautiful. I love it. All right. You guys want to get into song number two today? Let's do it. Fantastic. We're going to play one. Uh, this will be on our first album. Uh, there is a demo ver- version available of it right now. It's called Talk. Stopping off away from me Come out of my dirty mouth And we've heard them all before But something about my information Makes you think I'm getting closer now To finding my way out And seeing back to something else That these trees and the solid ground Cause I swore that I'd be smarter now But it's all a just Talk, talking like I got the answer From the seat again There's never chance that I'd Stop but just and fake Goddamn love but I just can't wait 
Rising, closing, windows, hiding out as if there's something creeping closer now. Wouldn't say I'm scared, but should it terrify the speed of my eyes are clinging to the ground. Fists up all of shaking, I admit it's now away from my right force, problem child. Cause I swore that I'd be coming now, but it's all a jest. Talk, talking like I got the answer from the sea again. She'll drop that expecting that I still care Long damn way, but I'm still not great voice that's something when i heard you guys at the alibi um you know that's not a uh, venue where the mix is going to sound or the acoustics are going to sound the best but it definitely came across that you guys are all talented i appreciate that yeah i've uh I, i've i'm very self-conscious about my voice i like, i haven't been singing for long either Every, so everyone it's, is uh, man yeah exactly but um yeah you're on your your own biggest critic but it's funny when i'm like asking for feedback because i'm always like bashing the vocals right away and then like I've had a few people be like, I really like the vocals actually, <laughs> but yeah. So it's, I appreciate that. We were talking off the record a little bit before this, or I should say a lot before this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about the different programs that we were all in for music. Uh, did you guys both go to the St. Lawrence College music independent yeah. music program? Yeah, I dropped it pretty quick. Um, just because I, I mean, I, I, I was interested in the uh, the recording side more so, so I was able to actually just take the recording part time, uh, which was nice. Um, I I still really wish like I was able to do more of that. Like uh, I was only get, doing like three hours a week. Uh, it would be nice to like, especially when I was working only part time, like to be able to pour more time into that. But it was still uh, good to 
be able to learn in that setting. Um, only problem is we use Logic there, and so now I'm very quite comfortable with Logic, and I don't own a Mac. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we have this is the first time on the show actually we've talked about you know the recording process in the sense other than just the songwriting and performing part. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I've said again, I said this already today, but you're seeing more and more musicians involved with the kind of tracking and engineering and production side of things because the internet's just such a great tool and programs like the the one St. Lawrence College offers are just becoming more, giving more and more access to musicians as far as the different hats you can kind of wear for whatever roles you're playing in various projects. Max, you mentioned that it's really nice when you have people who are in other local bands working with you. It's really nice to have someone from them come in and maybe do tracking or, or engineering. So it's like yeah. you can focus on the creative process instead of the mm-hmm. whole engineering aspect. Do you guys have any local musicians that you usually work with that you want to shout out or talk about? I mean, I don't know if like, we've like. I mean, Peter and Future of Free. Yeah, that, like that's a big connection. Like Peter used to be our bassist, uh, like when we started out. Um, so like we'll work with him uh, at times, and like I mean, we were planning to play some shows together before uh, at the fan, but um, yeah, like I, I like he hasn't really been involved in our uh, recording process, but. Um, I mean, I, I think also like just the fact that uh, like like he said, the other th- three guy or other two guys in the band are like do their own mixing and stuff for their projects. Like that helps as well. Um, but I, like no, we haven't really worked with anyone like collaboratively on uh, any of this stuff. I wouldn't say. Yeah, it, it, like me personally, like I know just about like at least one person in most of like the big bands in Kingston. Like I know like some guys from the Wilderness or you know placeholders or anything like that. And and so it's it's one of those things where like a collaboration is only like a text away kind of thing, but especially in Willy Nilly, like as we were talking about a little earlier, like before this we were working on our own album in the in the studio at St. Lawrence, and now because of COVID, I mean can't really hang yeah. out with anyone. And plus, like we're doing our EP now, so I think like for doing collaborations sort of off the stage, it's not really something that we've done yet. But like again, it's it's one of those things that we want to do as soon as all this yeah, stuff Yeah, it is kind of hard right yeah. now. I yeah. would like to do something, like, I'm, that's an idea I've, I haven't really tossed around with anyone that's just floating in my head, but, like, I want, I know there's that drive-in that, like, hasn't been used for anything in time. I want to, like, just get, like, a bunch of Kingston groups together and, like, try and do something, like, out that way. You know what? Uh, our first music guest on the show, Sean Bain, was yeah. actually talking a bit about that. He oh, said really? he went to a drive-in concert not that long ago. Yeah, there's, I know July Talk's having one in Toronto area i know there's been a bunch of country ones and stuff i I don't think like personally i probably wouldn't like pay like because they're charging still like 75 80 bucks (laughs) for a ticket i'm probably not gonna pay that and like i don't know like i actually saw a video of a stand-up uh a drive-in stand-up and people were like honking their horns and shit (laughs) (laughs) and like it just looks so uncomfortable so i mean i'd love to play and like if like i i that's it's not, it probably wouldn't be for me but it's but it's cool i mean it's you got to do what you got to do there's a lot of organization too yeah now that we're spitballing about it getting the the audio to the cars like because at drive-ins yeah typically what you would do yeah. is you would tune Turn in on, on the, the radio dial, right yeah. yeah i guess there's a way to do it for sure yeah. for live music but yeah whoever that poor soul of an engineer is oh, that's God, mixing yeah. that day or yeah. trying to get all the frequencies out to all the cars is that that's, that's a headache no that is a, a lot of work yeah you almost just like get some really loud speakers and everybody roll your windows down <laughs> hope for the well, best <laughs> our, our, our drummer in hinterwood his name is jonah he actually he worked at that place like family fun world i think it's called um he worked there for a while at just in high school sort of like a summer job 
And uh, I don't think he was ever actually like operating sort of like the, the drive-in situation, but he knew a little bit about it. And I think one thing I remember him saying was that like, it is sort of like a relatively simple setup. I mean, it requires someone like monitoring to make sure that no, like nothing goes wrong. But like essentially, like you're you're playing a movie, you're you're doing anything else in like the um, the mixing side of it, and you're just sending whatever that signal is, sort of to like a radio transmitter, mm-hmm. and like that's just getting picked up on you know whatever FM kind of thing on your car radio. Right. So I mean, it, I want to think. I mean, I, again, I'm not experienced in it, but I want to think that it it would sort of be a regular show up until that point, like in terms of setup, where you could just sort of take the output of a board and send it over the radio somehow. That'd be pretty great. I mean, it'd be amazing. Yeah. I mean, if we could get like the permission to do that, hopefully yeah. we don't have to pay to set it up. But then, like you know, that'd be that'd be an awesome thing to do around here. If there are any show organizers listening to this yeah. episode, <laughs> we're throwing you ideas, please. I think it's a brilliant idea. The only issue too that I'm thinking about is there's a lot of people here in uh, that live close to downtown, especially that don't really have cars don't or really have right. cars. use yeah. them that often yeah and i i like i don't even really know where the drive-thru is like it's perth towards perth right like it's out that way so yeah. it's off like division street yeah. yeah yeah it's an idea it's float like shuttle bus baby <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah get it. classic <laughs> get it well, all with outdoor shows uh i've heard whispers of you know a guy mckinnon brothers anybody involved shoot me on uh, social media and tell me i'm an idiot if you want but I've heard whispers of the Back to the Farm Fest coming because uh, shows outdoors are allowed to be conducted again in fields and parks yeah. and whatever. Yeah. You just got to keep like the, it's just, there's there's like a area that has to be kind of designated per group. Yeah. I've seen that. It's yeah. difficult to organize. Like I, if, yeah, I don't know, like if they could uh, get it going, because it wasn't initially supposed to be like June where they had the date set up. So, I mean, um, yeah, like if they could get it this year, that'd be awesome. But like, I don't know. I'm kind of. Uh, I don't want to get my hopes up for for stuff for like this summer. I'm honestly like I'm at the point right now that I'm like next summer. Like I just want yeah, festivals I, back. I feel really. the like, same way. I I don't want to you know rush anything. I will say this though, because uh, Owen, like you were saying, there's a lot going on. I, I can't remember if this was recorded on. The show oh yeah, or who not. knows? <laughs> but uh, there's a lot going on in the U.S. with various protests and and. It's still a political opinion if the virus is real. <laughs> like, <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> So like I was saying, with all the protests in the U.S., we were talking about how, how crazy it is. And even with all that going on, th- with the contact tracing from hospitals and various organizations, they said that 97% is being contracted indoors. So only really, 3% yeah. wow. with all the protests in the U.S., all like 3% max of all the protests and everything going on, um, Three percent of people are being transmitted outside. Yeah, that's well, usually when you're like probably hugging each other and stuff, or fighting cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at the like, you really look at the protests though. Like, I don't see many protesters without masks on. Like the mm-hmm. the people there are like are being vigilant about it, and like realistically, the only people you see not wearing masks there are the cops. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, and even then, you I've seen cops and SWAT teams and whatever. There's a bunch that are. Yeah, I think and, they're making it more uh, mandated. But I like. I saw a video like <laughs> the other day somewhere in the States. It's like uh, five cops in a pizza shop and there's like walk right by the sign that says masks required. <laughs> None of them oh, wearing a mask no. in there. It's just like, I don't oh, know. Just, it it you know, baffles that me that it's even a controversial opinion it's at ridiculous, all. It's ridiculous, man. Like, just like show the like the least <laughs> amount of inconvenience for like showing the least amount of get respect a- possible. Get ready for all the angry mail after this episode. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, our DMs are open. <laughs> Get on Twitch chat and just... Yeah, uh, get on Twitch chat. Roast me. All right. We got one more song today. 
All right, yeah, we're gonna play sentimental, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna try and take the F word out. <laughs>
sentimental I'm just trying to be gentle I can't explain to you exactly why I'm not broken hearted Can't we not get things started I can stand to watch you be something you're not I can't stand to look and still can't bear the thought That was Sentimental by in-studio guests today here at the station at CFRC, Willy Nilly, with Max and Owen. Guys, that was beautiful. We were just talking earlier about how a lot of rock music, we're seeing a return to it. And, well, rock music, rock in quotes again, what yeah. is a genre? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, we're seeing a return traditionally thought of as rock and roll or alternative music to more and more harmonies being used when uh, the indie boom was kind of hitting in early or late 2000s early 2010s and it's still kind of going today with all these great new artists like yourselves that are coming out more and more people are doing harmonies again and it, it's great yeah. yeah one of my uh favorite albums and probably one of the ones that inspires me a lot um is uh boston because you know like <laughs> you think of it like like more than a feeling or like long time sure. and all that and like those songs like the harmonies are just mental there's like yeah. layers and layers it's that crazy range is also like yeah. next level too yeah oh well yeah he's got a killer voice <laughs> yeah. but like i've uh, like since that I've, I've heard very few things that have even come close to kind of like getting that level of like intricacy and like the harmonies and stuff like no. it's something that i like strive to do and whenever i hear it from anyone i'm like oh like this is amazing like you're the best yes i feel like a lot <laughs> of like rock and like uh, well like guitar and like instrument driven music a lot like live instrumentation driven music like they get into a like very like safe space with harmonies a lot like that's really why like i like i was mentioning like drawing from hip-hop and uh, a lot like i i like the or I guess like R&B more so and stuff. Like we've been like messing around with uh, like playing some Earth, Wind & Fire recently and like never going to hit those kind of harmonies <laughs> with like, I think they've got like a whole like uh, like three person, like three girls like singing along and everything. But uh, no, just like, just more uh, playing with it more than just trying to like match the, uh, match the lead line, I guess. And it's good and it's important because it also trains your ear with how to work with maybe yeah. more than one lead instrument part. Yeah, exactly, it doesn't yeah. need to just be vocals or even working the vocal part with a lead part as well. Yeah, for which sure. Which you guys definitely have done in a couple yeah. of songs. Yeah, and we're and it's getting like the harmonies are still something that, that are still getting there. Um, but like we definitely, I think like I'm hoping like when we get back on stage for real, like we're gonna have them like really tight, like three and sometimes even like four part harmonies because our drummer will sometimes tap in there. But like like Half Moon Run is like a band that like I really Love like. Those guys. Yeah, their oh, yeah. their last EP that they put out was like unreal. That just came out like yeah, a couple the most weeks recent ago. one. Yeah, yeah. my favorite songwriters are like like probably my favorite is like scott hutchinson from uh frightened rabbit and like the guy from gang of youths david cook is or actually no that's not i always used to call him david cook and that's not his name at all <laughs> i don't know where i got it but david from a uh, gang of youths but it's like just really like lay it right out on the table kind of thing like rather than like i mean like i obviously like respect the great songwriters like bob dylan and stuff but i find like a lot of his like more abstract stuff that like people really seem to fawn over i'm like nobody understands what he's saying <laughs> like there's like people there's classes that are meant to like 
like uh you know like pick apart like trying to figure out what that song a hard rain's gonna fall means and it's like what if he literally just wrote a bunch of nonsense and was like let's see what happens <laughs> that's how it is with you know lyricists sometimes sometimes they're just make it up bs because let's, let's see how people take this yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes it's you know something it's something really symbolic yeah it can be something very literal it can be a fictional story that they made up sometimes yeah. it, it can go anywhere that's the best part about lyrics is like Anyone can kind of make their own interpretation of it, regardless of what the artist's True, intentions yeah. were. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know. Like, I, I did enjoy their third album, but I think I, I also like their folkier sound for, like, Half Moon Run. They, mm-hmm. uh, so I like, like, bringing back more of the finger-picky stuff on this EP and everything. That was cool. So you guys mentioned you have some local shows potentially coming up. Is there anything you want to promote today before we end our time here at the studio? Yeah, I mean, well, uh, like that song Mystery Meets we played, uh, we're aiming at putting that out September 4th, uh, the rest of the EP to follow on October 16th. Um, if you want to come out and see us, we're going to be playing at Musiki on August the 7th. Still not 100% sure what the setup's going to be, but should be fun. And then uh, Gan Brewing Company, August 15th, and we're, uh, I mean, we're trying to look into getting some other stuff, like anywhere that uh, we can do it safely, obviously. I'm I don't really expect uh, to be able to play shows in the wintertime, to be quite honest. Uh, I, I don't know if we're going to be at a point where uh, things are, are safe enough that uh, we can pack people into there, but we'll see. So, I'm well, we have patios open and people can have music. Like, I'm really trying to get us out there as much as we can. Um, but, yeah, come see us if you're uh, not doing anything. What is that, next Friday or two Fridays from now? I can't even, I don't if, even know what day If it you want to hear more from us, just, like, you know, talking or, or playing whatever, uh, if you want to write some songs with us, even uh, just text, check us out on uh, Twitch. Twitch.tv. Usually a couple times a week. Slash Willy Nilly Band. That's the one. And I'm sure everyone can find your socials and everything if they just look you up on Facebook and Instagram and yeah, all that. Yeah, Willy Nilly Band on uh, Insta and Twitter and the band Willy Nilly on Facebook. I'm still trying to figure out how to change that to make it uniform, but Facebook is fighting me right now. So, But you know, if you look up Willy Nilly, it's the one that has photos of us. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming in today, yeah, guys. It's been Thanks. a great session and interview. Really enjoyed our time on and off the mic. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for sure. Fun <laughs> to come in. Gets me out of the house. Love that. <laughs> and Max, we'll see you again next week when we have you and the rest of Hinterwood come in for a live session and interview. For all those listening, here's a little sample of Hinterwood and their new single, Flamingo.
Well, that's it for this week's episode of Brought Back Home, bringing local music and the arts back to you here in Kingston, Ontario on the CFRC 101.9 FM. We'll be having podcasts released soon on Spotify and iTunes, Apple Music, and various other platforms that you listen to your podcasts on. If you follow me on Instagram at MattMudoMusic or on Twitter at MattMudo, you can find exactly when this episode and the past three episodes will drop. You can also expect an update soon about our fall program, which will be similar but a little different to this show. It'll track artists who have seen some success here in Kingston and kind of give a timeline and overview of their career and how it started and where they are now. If you'd like to interact with the show, you can reach out to me on either of those social media platforms I'd mentioned earlier or on both Twitter and Instagram. You can also use the hashtag BroughtBackHomeYGK. If you have any questions for next week's guests or myself, you can feel free to leave them there and we will respond. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. You can check out the next episode live Thursday at 6 p.m. Or like I mentioned before, our podcasted episodes on various podcast platforms. Stay healthy and stay safe. And we look forward to the next episode of Brought Back Home, bringing local arts and local music back to you here in Kingston on the CFRC 101.9 FM. Take care, everyone.